Hi folks, it's your host W. Curtis Preston and I wanted to give you some great news. Druva liked my latest O'Reilly book enough to sponsor it and you can get a free copy by just going to druva.com slash podcast. Hope you like it. This week on No Hardware Required, we're talking about RTO and RPO. With me as always is our CTO, Stephen Manley. Thanks for joining Hi, and welcome to Druva's No Hardware Required Podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I have with me, Stephen RTO Manley. That's called Stephen. This is, now is this the return to office RTO? Because nobody likes that RTO. This is the good RTO. This, uh, is the, this is the, you know, the one that, the one in our world. Yeah, nobody, nobody likes that RTO. All right, yeah, yeah. The return to office, they'd be like, oh, RTO is terrible. Yeah, RTO is terrible. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other subject we could spend, I'm sure, plenty of time talking about. <laughs> so it, it's interesting for me. So I, you know, I started my backup career in 93, and I swear it was at least four or five years into basically doing nothing but backups. I still hadn't heard that term RTO and RPO. I, I, I'm, I'm amazed as, as crucial as a term as it is. What I remember was we focused so much on backup window back in the day. That right? was the first, backup I was, speed. I was going to say, when, right? I, when I first came in, what's your backup window? Can I hit the backup window? It's all about the backup. Yeah. I'd never heard RPO yeah. and RTO either. It was all backup. No. All yeah. And, 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 and here's the th- it's something that I love to say is no one, no one cares if you can back up. No one cares if last night's backup works, except maybe you, right? They only care if their restore works. Uh, you know, and then similar statement is no one cares about the millions of backups that you got right. They only care about the one restore you got wrong, right? And, and the key to this, I say, is this is about setting expectations because your backup system will do what it does or not do what it does. The question is, have you properly set expectations of what that will be? And that's what I think that's what RTO and RPO are about. What do you think? A hundred percent. I, you know, there, there's, there's a model I try to tell every one of our customers and it fits in with that. It's another TLA. It's service level agreement. Right? Yep. RPO and RTO. It's all about, look, People are always going to ask you to be infinitely fast both ways. They're going to want the the last bit of data and they're going to want it restored instantly. But you need to set your SLAs with them and then, of course, assign a cost to it or you're going to be a very unhappy person because, like you said, the only data I care about is my own. And and when I want it, I want it now. Yeah, you, you ask any customer, you know, internally, right? You should be doing this. You should be talking to your business units. And, you know, how long do you want the restore to take? Zero, right? And how, how much data is it okay to lose? Zero, right? They always want that, just like you said. And so, since that's the case, if you haven't had this discussion before the recovery, you are going to fail no matter how good your backup system is. Yeah. Does that, does that sound about right? A hundred percent. I was on the phone yesterday with uh with a customer and uh and, and that was almost the exact uh, discussion we we had just done a poc complicated mm-hmm. 
application, Hyperion, right? Which is which is not an easy application. A lot of a lot of moving pieces. You know, Oracle bought them a couple of years back, and it worked. Cross country recovery. This was we're mm-hmm. like, woo, yay! And uh, and a person who had not been involved in the project came in and said, "Well, I, I took like an hour." You know, it, it, and we're like, yeah, like, no, no, I expected it to be instantaneous. And you have that, it, everyone sort of chuckles, like, especially on, on, on the customer's team, right? It's his team's like, yeah, that's, that's really funny. He's like, no, like, it, can we introduce you to the speed of light? <laughs> right. So, right. So if you don't set those expectations, that big party that we did something amazing becomes, like you said, sort of this, oh. Yeah, you guys aren't good enough. Yeah, yeah, and, and so you you have to set that. So let's just define the the terms, right? So recovery time objective—that's how long the restore is to take—and um, then recovery point objective is, you know, how much data you're allowed to lose as a measure of time, right? So like three hours worth of data, and 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 I always like to mention this: everyone but you. Like meaning meaning the backup person, everybody but you, they start the RTO uh, clock when the thing goes down, and they <laughs> and they stop it when everything is back up. You're thinking, oh, I get four hours to do a restore. <laughs> no, you don't. You get four hours to get everything back up and running, and that includes whatever else it is you have to do to make that happen. I'm sure you've seen that uh, out there in the wild as well. And, and, and including, you know, to your point, including someone telling you that you need to be doing the restore. There have been a lot of times where, uh, not to name, you know, but, but back in my NetApp days, there was a, a large networking company that was a customer of ours, and they had a four-hour uh, RTO, and uh, and they missed it. And mm-hmm. uh, and I'm talking with the backup admin, and like, so so what happened? He's like, well. It wasn't until hour five that they told us we needed to do a restore. So <laughs> he's like, I'm not really. It's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of a large restore or a small restore, right? If, if this, especially if this is like a ransomware recovery, right? Everybody has to be on the same page. And, um, you know, you've got to have that communication. But I would say, first off, you need to know what your system is capable of, right? So that when you go to have this meeting, so you know that your system does, you know, a terabyte an hour, whatever, whatever it is, right? Um, Or you know that you're recovering in the cloud. So maybe you can do it faster. Maybe you can do it 15 minutes. But you need to know what that is. And then you have the meeting. And that way, that way you can, they say, well, we want, we want five minutes and, right. and you can very matter of frankly say, well, the system that we currently have is incapable of meeting that requirement. And, uh, and then real quick, you go do some, some research and you come back and you go, we can get what you want. It will cost 1 million times. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and, and, and then maybe they'll pay for it. Maybe they won't. What? Right. It's, it's a business discussion of, mm-hmm the cost of the recovery versus the cost of the downtime. Right. And it all starts with that, the RTO and RPO discussion. Um, you and know. I, I would include in that RTO discussion because a mistake I've seen a lot of people make is, and it's normal, right? You're, you're in with, with, more, you know, with senior people and, and you want to give them the answer they want. And so it's, all right, could I recover in four hours? 
And you know, you well, yeah, if we're talking about recovering AVM in four hours, uh, assuming the network's lightly loaded and the backup system isn't doing backups, yes. Okay, right. so you said yes. Then when it happens, <laughs> they want to recover 100 VMs in you know, while running 43 backups on a congested network, and you're going to fail. So, so, so what, I think one thing that's really important is if you're in an environment where you can't scale on demand, you have got to specify scale because it makes such a huge difference between I'm recovering a file or a subdirectory or a VM versus a VM farm, an entire filer. Those, those are very different discussions. And so that's one, you know, be very clear about the scale. The second one is, and what am I recovering to? Because you, I've also seen people go, yeah, I, I could have pumped that data out. There wasn't a VM. There wasn't a free ESX server for me to recover to. Now, again, if you're in the cloud, you scale on demand, you allocate on demand, you're good. But if you're talking on-prem, you better make sure there's something to recover to or you're just pumping bits to dev null and nobody's getting their system up and running. Well, luckily, you know, right now it's really easy to order uh, servers. <laughs> Absolutely. Did I say 24-hour RTO? What I meant was 24-day, maybe week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it, I don't know. I mean, we, we, we do we do kind of live in a cloud bubble, but, you know, when we talk about DR, the, to, to me, the, the cloud, and this is before before I joined Druva, DR to me is the killer app for the cloud, because yeah. what do you need? You need infinite resources right now, and you don't want to pay for them until right now. Yes. There, there is... No way to get that without the cloud, and it's super easy to get it with the cloud, right? You 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 can't even if you contracted with pick your favorite DR vendor, um, and you've paid them lots of money. There are trucks involved, and you know, and physical transportation, and somebody's got to get from A to B. There's laws of physics involved, and etc. In the cloud. It's, and, and I will say, especially if you're using a cloud-based recovery system like Druva, in the cloud, you can just literally automate it all and just snap your fingers and poof, you, you've, you've orchestrated and created an entire data center in the cloud and the, and the recovery just kicks off and you, you know, you're recovering the cloud to the cloud. It, it, like, I don't know. I, I, when I think about satisfying a hard RTO and RPO, the cloud just seems to me just magic. Yeah. I, I think the other one, and, and I know this is a little dorky technically, but, but if you look at large switch sales, and I'll explain why I'm covering this, but the 400 gig, 800 gig type of switches, like 90% mm -hmm. of them are sold to cloud vendors. You have so much more bandwidth cloud to, inside your cloud than even in the Fortune 5 companies have within their data center. So, so to Curtis's point, not only can you spin up the resources on demand, but if your backups are in the cloud and the thing you want to recover to is in the cloud, you've got a huge pipe, much bigger than anything you're going to have in your data center. So right. when I want to do a fast RTO. I want to get my resources. I want the biggest pipe possible. And I want to you know, unleash the, 
you know, fill this the, the, the sky full of monkeys carrying data to your server, <laughs> you know, sort of Wizard of Oz style so that you can get up and running. Uh, I'll throw out another couple terms, uh, RTA and RPA, right? So recovery time actual, recovery point actual. So that's sort of what you actually get when you go to do a restore. Um, I, I think a lot of people, I think they, they do either one of two things. They, they either have no RTO or RPO and, and they just sort of hope for the best. I, I think that the hope for the best thing is the worst, right? The other is that, they, that they've got the, the RTO and RPO, they've agreed to it, but then they don't regularly test their recoveries to know that we can indeed meet the, you know, our RTA and RPA are the same as our RTO and RPO or significantly, it should be significantly under, right? right. Because of all um, that lead time and everything else. Ex- yep. Exactly. And somebody has to tell you, somebody has to tell you to do the restore. Uh, that's a great story. I love it. Um, the, and you know, we harp on this a lot. Again, th- this is going to be a pro cloud thing because you can orchestrate a disaster recovery. You can do this easy peasy, but it, just to go back to the beginning here, the key number one is to ask that question. This is the, you know, this is the elephant in the room. <clears throat> you know, this is the topic nobody wants to talk about. But here's the thing. If, if you're responsible for the recovery of your company and you're not bringing this up, you are just, you're going to fail at some point. The only question is, is when. You need to bring this up and, and find out whether or not these terms have been defined. Yeah. I, I think, and, and I know we've talked a lot of, of RTO. I do want to spend a minute on RPO as well. Um, that, I'm because obviously, glad, you know, glad we, to. We want to be able to, 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 to restore quickly. But, but I do think on the other side, um, you know, <clears throat> when, when I talk to customers about RPO, again, that, that first instinct, well, I don't want to lose a byte of data. Everything I do is important. Okay, well, it's going to cost you this much money. Well, when I said everything I did was important, what I really meant was I have this much money. What can I get? Um, but, 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 but RPO, I, I think, becomes more and more important um, as, as we evolve in terms of setting those expectations, because especially as we look at, at cloud workloads, especially as you look at SaaS applications, your dependencies and the challenges, it gets harder. Right. So so on prem, you can look and you can say, well, I, I can't really back up my VM farm fast enough. I could push for faster ESX servers, a bigger network, more disk, more IOPS, something to, to sort of give me more juice. Um, but if I'm talking SaaS applications, well, at some point I'm limited by API throttling by by that vendor, whether it's Microsoft, Google, Salesforce, whoever it's going to be. And so it's really important that you sit down and understand how often can I back up? successfully, because if the business is asking me for something different and it's just not possible, I can't buy more, then I need to really drive that expectation clearly. Yeah, it's real simple to understand that your RPO and your backup frequency are tied, right? Um, you're, you're, if you're backing up once a day, you're not going to be able to meet an RPO of one hour, <laughs> right? Uh, you, you might be able to with some databases with transaction logs, but not if not in a true disaster that wipes out everything or a, a ransomware attack or something like that. The backup frequency, it, you know, is very closely tied to your RPO. And, and you're right. 
there are a lot of dependencies these days on um, where, you know, how often you can back up certain things and you hit API throttling problems. And which, again, I'm going to go back to my previous statement, have the discussion, determine what your RPO is, and then find out if you can meet it. And then you find out, oh, well, I can't I can't do that that often. Or if I do that that often, I have to use this other tool, which is five times the cost of this tool. So then you go back and say, look, I can't do a five minute RPO like you like. I can do a one hour RPO or I can do a five minute RPO. It, it's it's one billion dollars. Right. Uh, and I can do but I can do, a, you know, a a one hour RPO. And that costs me a lot less money. Right. It, it should become part of the business discussion. Let them make a business decision, right? It's like you know, I was in consulting for a lot of a lot of uh, years, and <clears throat> the thing I always told them with the consultants was, the answer is never no. The answer is I'd be happy to add that to the scope and the cost of the agreement, right? right. Um, the same here is you you don't go. They go well. We want a one. We want a we want a one minute RPO. No, can't do that. No. All generally, you know, most RTOs and RPOs are meetable, just things have to change. Yeah. So you come back to, okay, I research. Here's how we get, you know, we, here's how we meet an RPO of, of five minutes. Uh, it's going to cost us $16 million. Right. What? <laughs> yeah, well, I also reached an, R, an RPO of one hour, and that's going to cost us $100,000. <laughs> and exactly. then they go, okay, yeah, yeah, let, let's do that. Because... They understand the concept of, de- of decreasing marginal returns, right? Exactly. You spend a certain amount of money and you get this, and then you spend a whole bunch more money and you don't get much more. Uh, business people understand that, that concept, and y- you then get on the same page. And possibly you're both unhappy, but at least they're not unhappy with you, right? right. It's not your fault. You're both unhappy. You, what, you, you both want more, but you, you both agree that, as a business, we're, we're not going to spend more to, to get that, right? Yeah. And then you don't end up, you know, uh, having a an RPE, right? Resume producing event. Okay. You don't you don't want that, right? Yeah. So that's what we're in the business, Stephen. Is is keeping you know keeping people from doing RPEs. This is true, and and I will say the other thing that you can unlock by doing this because I like your point of of really being able to speak to the business people is. You know, some of the organizations I've seen, they try to get an RPO across everything. And if you can start to map it to, well, let's talk about which applications you care about most. Maybe we can do something more there because you're willing to spend more. But for a lot of this other stuff, maybe 24 hours is fine because it's Curtis's data and yeah, doesn't matter that much. We're eventually getting it. We're fine. And, and, so we and, lose. And, so we yeah. lose a podcast or two. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> but 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 it gives you that chance also to then have that application discussion, which then opens up the RPO, the RTO, the retention period, uh, you know, residency, all these other sorts of things that you probably actually want to be talking about because you're talking to them about their apps as opposed to the cost of this this vast you know sort of pool of data. So. Anytime you can shift this to a business discussion the way Curtis did, you're better off. Absolutely. Uh, And you become a part of the business rather than, you know, just a person saying no all the time. (laughs) 
<laughs> or, or the person saying nothing and then getting fired when you're restored fails, even though it succeeded. Yes. Uh, imagine, imagine that you had this giant restore and then you're like, I'm so happy. I restored it in four hours. And they're like, uh, we expected one. Uh, you're out of here. You know? Yeah. So, um, that's a, it's a good topic. Thanks for, thanks for having the discussion. Oh, always, always here to help. And again, you know, like, like Curtis said, this is your chance to elevate your career to be an equal at the business table. Because if we're looking forward 10, 20 years from now, that's the spot you want to be in. You don't want to be Dr. No and Dr. Slow. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And uh, I want to thank the listeners again. And uh, remember to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And remember here at Druva, there's no hardware required.